Leadership File on Premier. It's my joy to welcome you to The Leadership File, the show that aims to help you lead as Christ would have you lead, wherever he has placed you. I'm Andy Peck, your host, and whether you listen live on a Sunday or one of the many thousands who catch up via the podcast, it's great that you can join us. How would you like to see a new church close to all the 270 underground stations in London? Sounds a bit far-fetched? Well, this is the dream of Jacob Boss, who is the city leader with the International Mission Board and part of the Southern Baptist Convention in the USA, and currently working or based in uh, Stoke Newington in London. So welcome, Jacob, to Leadership Farm. Yeah, thank you, Andy. It's great to be here. Um, so you began your church planting in, in Mumbai, India, I believe. Yeah, my family and I moved to Mumbai um, back in 2007 and began to engage a place that we really did not know much about and looking at seeing the gospel penetrate that country and seeing lives changed. Well, was there a particular reason for India? You know, um, as we were praying through it, we had my wife and I had taken a, a class in college called Children of the World at Risk. And one of the countries that that class focused on was, was India. And just seeing the need, the human need in India and realizing that underneath that human need was a spiritual brokenness that the mm-hmm. gospel was the answer for really is what, draw, um, what drew our hearts to, to India. Sure, sure. So did you go with a particular approach to church planting, which you kind of have duplicated in London, or has there been some adjustment as you go? Yeah, there's definitely been some adjustment. (laughs) Um, When we went, we were pretty young. We were in our uh, early 20s, (laughs) thought we knew everything. We were going to go conquer the world. And uh, quickly we we learned in a country like India, which is so vast and diverse, Mm. that really we knew very little. And so we began our journey um, just praying and asking the Lord to help us, and then other brothers and sisters walking beside us, helping us learn how do we see gospel movements happen uh, across the world and specifically in in India. Right, okay. So um, your, your approach to church planting, Jacob, um, obviously lots of people do lots of, done, done lots of things done through the, the years. Uh, any particular things that were on your heart that actually, when we plant a church, this is what we're going to be about? I think as, as we go back and look at the book of Acts mm-hmm. and as we look at the New Testament, I think a pattern emerges um, that's been very helpful for me mm-hmm. um, thinking of church planning in, in India and now currently in London. And that pattern involves six core tasks. So anyone that's looking to engage an area with the gospel generally needs to do six different things. So the first thing is entry. How am I going to enter into this new area? Um, the second would be evangelism. How am I going to effectively share the gospel uh, in a way that they can then reproduce? Um, so entry evangelism. And then as we see new believers, obviously discipleship is is a big piece of helping people gain a biblical worldview and understanding how to make Jesus the Lord of their life. The fourth task is church formation. So as we have new believers, uh, what does a church look like and how do we form new believers into a church? Um, as that happens, then leadership development begins to uh, to happen. So we have pastors and we have evangelists and we have um, various giftings in the body that we want to develop them as leaders. And some of those leaders are going to go out and reproduce and start other churches, other places. And then the sixth, uh, the sixth task is uh, what I refer to as entrust. And as we see the Apostle Paul through the book of Acts, he ends up entrusting the work to the local believers, and then he moves on to the next place where the gospel has, has not okay. gone. 
That's, that's fascinating. So, so I mean, typically, of course, most churches stop at church formation. Mm-hmm. So they don't, you know, the, the, once the church is formed, that's the kind of job done. Right. But you, as you say, in terms of acts, certainly from the apostles' point of view, that was far from done. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he wasn't going to, you know, he would have done, he would have had relatively small influence if he'd stayed in, say, Ephesus or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a huge part of Paul's uh, task was raising up leaders. Hmm. Um, we, we even see in 2 Timothy 2.2 where Paul's instructing hmm. Timothy, and he tells Timothy to raise up faithful men who will raise up others also. Yeah. And so he's even instructing Timothy there to develop leaders. Hmm. So you um, things finished in, in Mumbai, um, and, and you, you were looking for where to go next. I understand London was not necessarily top of your list. Yeah, London was not on our radar at all, <laughs> actually. Um, but our company uh, realized that the world is changing. Um, the world has grown by over 6 billion people the last 120 years. And a part of that growth is people moving to cities. And so cities are rapidly increasing in population. And as we were looking at the world, realizing that cities are growing in population, that over 50% of the uh, world will be urban by 2025, 20, uh, mm. is what most of the statistics mm. say, that we had very little that was strategically happening in terms of church planting and seeing the gospel happen. And so we began to think through, what does it look like to uh, see the gospel move in a city? And so part of that, um, our company asked if we would come to London mm. and uh, begin to think through city city strategy. Yeah. So did you know anyone in London first, or did you just kind of no, we really didn't. Yeah, almost we just, a pin. Yeah, <laughs> well, a prayer and a pin. <laughs> yeah, we we did. We did have a team here already. Okay, that we had the privilege of coming in uh, to lead and and to help mm. and really to learn from. Okay. And even the the vision of seeing a church at the tube mm. stops was was really already mm. here, um, and I was just able to maximize it. Sure, I was I was looking at some of the names, you know, Gospel Oak and uh, Temple, and there's a few yeah. <laughs> Kings Cross, of course, yeah, right. would be all, <laughs> yeah, all, all connect quite well with, uh, yeah. So we'll come back to that in a minute. But um, so you you ended up in Stoke Newington. Um, tell me about Stoke Newington. Yeah, we when we actually we landed, um, we we lived in we live in Southgate, mm-hmm. but as we were exploring different parts of the city, God really put Stoke Newington on our heart. Uh, it seemed like an area that was gentrifying. Um, it had actually had a lot of Jews uh, that were living there, but also a lot of different nations. Mm. And one of the things we realized very quickly about London is the diversity. Yeah. And um, so we really wanted to engage in an area like that. Uh, so we began to explore. Uh, we learned that there were a couple of churches that we could partner with mm. and, and help. And uh, so that's kind of how Stoke Newington uh, came on our, our radars. Yeah. But I understand now you have a, a kind of broader me- remit in terms of overseeing the, the, the team. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the longer I'm in London, the more I realize that if the gospel moves in this city, really it moves to the ends of the earth. Um, I look at London today and I see a modern day Jerusalem. Hmm. You know, in Acts 2, we see that there were Jews from every nation under heaven living in this one city of Jerusalem. And we know that the Holy Spirit did a unique work as the gospel was preached, that everyone could hear it in their own language. And then they're gathered together in Acts 2, 37 to 47. And realizing that as an American, I always viewed that Acts 2, 37 to 47 as mono-ethnic and mono-linguistic. But really, mm. the, the first church was very uh, multi-ethnic and multi-linguistic. And so just thinking about what did that look like? And then we see, obviously, the scattering that happens. So Acts uh, 8, Philip is scattered, but he knows to, to preach the word. 
those that were scattered from Jerusalem started the church at Antioch, which would be the church that would send Paul and, and Barnabas. Mm-hmm. And so the more that, that I study the word and look at London, I just see so many parallels mm-hmm. and realizing that we, I think we have a huge opportunity in this city uh, to see the gospel penetrate even to the ends of the earth. Yeah. So um, your kind of approach to, uh, to evangelism, what, what are the kind of things you get up to? Yeah, that, that was one of the things that we learned coming in. Mm. Uh, in India, it's very easy to talk about religion. They mm. love to talk about religion, um, the Hindus, the Muslims, the young people. And so it's very easy to get into mm. a conversation um, about Christianity, about Hinduism, about Islam. Um, so coming here, we really wanted to take an approach of being bold with the gospel. We had heard a lot that the, the soil here is very hard. Mm. Um, and so there was a point to which we said, let's, let's not listen to that and let's just get out and see what we find. Mm. Uh, so as we began, we started with a creation to the cross method, which basically explains the gospel from creation, moves through the, the sacrificial system in the Old Testament, and then clarifies Jesus as the final mm-hmm. sacrifice. Um, what, what we learned is we couldn't really get past creation. Uh, we kept getting stuck on creation, so we couldn't get to Christ. Hmm. Um, and we, we had heard about a tool that was being used in, in the U.S. and other places in the world called the Three Circles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we began to use the Three Circles, and that seemed to communicate very well. Um, and then we had a, a brother come over, and he began to just pray for people mm-hmm. and found amazing reception to prayer. And so now our strategy or our, our approach is to spiritually care for people. Mm-hmm. And so as we as we approach someone, we might say, hey, I'm a follower of Jesus, and I would love to spiritually care for you today. And I think the best way to do that is to pray for you. Is there a need that you have okay. that I can pray for you mm-hmm. about? And they can say, no, I'm okay today. And in that case, we say, hey, bless you, and we walk on. Mm. Um, but most cases, actually, we find that people engage. Mm. And they're very uh, surprised that someone would offer to pray for them. And many even say, nobody's ever prayed for me or offered to pray for me before. Wow. Um, and so you have to deal with a little bit of the awkwardness. Sure. Um, but generally, they'll, they'll say something. Um, we get the opportunity to pray for them and then look for uh, mm. conversation after yeah. that. Well, I, I, I um, saw a stat that um, around 60% of those that you stop, you have some you know, good connection with. Is that yeah. about the same? That was a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're finding about the same 60, 65% of people are more than willing to engage with us. Um, we, we had found initially about 6% receptivity rate, okay. which means that 6% of the people that we would share with mm. would eventually uh, receive the gospel. Wow. So that doesn't mean they received it immediately, but eventually sure, sure. they would. Mm. Uh, we have found that that has decreased a little bit. Okay. It's about 4%. Okay. Um, but still, that's an incredible it is fa- fa- incredible fa- number that yeah. 4 out of 100 that we share with yeah, yeah. Um, will, will turn to Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Well, you're listening to Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by uh, Jacob Boss. He has a vision for church planting in London, and we'll be back just after this. Welcome back to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Jacob Boss. He's the city leader with the International Mission Board, part of the Southern Baptist Convention in the USA. And working uh, in London, uh, he was, he'd been based in Stoke Newington. He oversees the church uh, church planting movement uh, of the uh, International Mission Board here. And we were talking before the break a little bit of his journey uh, from Mumbai, uh, where he'd also been church planting now to the uh, uh, to the UK and a little bit about the sort of strategy that they take when uh, seeking to um, to develop and plant churches. Um, 
So anything that surprised you about your work since you've been in the UK? You know, honestly, the, the openness to mm -hmm. the gospel has really surprised me, yeah, yeah. Um, which I've been very excited about. Mm -hmm. um, but I was expecting, obviously, um, mm. a lot of opposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think partly the British people are very polite people. Mm -hmm. um, Americans can be quite brash, <laughs> uh, but the, the Brits are very polite. And mm. so that um, has lended towards really good conversations yeah. um, for us. Well, when you said the soil was quite hard, I think many British Christians would say, yeah, there's a lot of apathy towards Christian stuff. Uh, but of course, in a multi-ethnic um, environment, you're going to have a various various levels of soil, if you like, or, yeah, that's right. or receptivities of soil, some of whom will be in a religious environment themselves, yeah. and therefore up for, up for conversation, rather like India. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and as we've engaged, we find that people are believing from all kinds of different mm. ethnic backgrounds. Mm. Um, and we found a, a unique openness among young white British uh, people. Really? Yeah, who who really seem to be asking deeper questions. Okay. And they're seeking something different. Mm. Uh, they haven't found it yet, obviously. No, I'm sure. Um, but they they seem to be seeking in a lot of different places, and they seem to be open to mm. a spiritual reality. And so I think there's an opportunity for the church to communicate Christ to this younger generation mm. in a way that they might see him in a new light. Mm. You mentioned the Jewish community in Stone Newington. Have they been, has it been easy to connect with? Uh, it, it really hasn't, hasn't been, actually. No. Mm. Um, that's been interesting. And, and to be honest, I haven't spent a whole lot of my time sure. attempting to, to engage. Mm. Um, I'm aware of several good organizations mm. in London sure. that, that are engaging yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good. Okay, um, so leadership lessons you've learned, Jacob. Um, what, what would you say are your top ones? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, I think uh, coming into to London was quite different than India. Uh, in India, obviously, I'm a white American, mm. and so they generally will um, do whatever I say, mm -hmm. and so I had to guard against that okay. and make sure to pass off leadership to them very intentionally. Mm. I'm coming here. I'm just one among many, mm -hmm. and so learning how to uh, how to lead in an environment like that has been mm -hmm. has been a really good uh, leadership lesson. Um, I think uh, one of the one of the great things that I've I've experienced here has been brothers and sisters in Christ who mm -hmm. have a real heart and passion for the Lord, mm -hmm. and who are who are seeking to see Him uh, transform the city of London, the the country. Mm -hmm. And so I've been very encouraged by meeting and being able to walk side by side with, with brothers and sisters. Okay. So the makeup of your team includes Americans, but also Brits. Is that how? Yeah, we, we have some Brazilians. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have some Brits. Mm -hmm. uh, we have some Americans. Uh, we're looking at bringing on a few Chinese um, onto our team. Uh, one of the things we're discovering around the world is as the world is, is changing, is that Christianity has shifted to the global south or to the east. Mm -hmm. And there's currently more Christians in Africa than on any continent in the world. Hmm. And second behind that, it would be Asia. Yeah. And so how do we now begin to equip and train those believers to be missionaries, to go hmm. cross-culturally and, and taking the gospel? Yeah. And so we're trying to incorporate them onto our team and, and see them as uh, having the same power, the same authority as we have to take the gospel out. Yeah. You didn't mention uh, culture particularly. I mean, it's, it's famous that British and American culture are very different. We're yeah. two nations divided by a common language. Uh, have, there, have there any been anything that's been puzzling in that respect? Uh, it's been a it's been really fun for us. Uh, we we learned a lot of culture in, in India, hmm. and there's honestly a lot of 
Brit- British. Mm. A lot of Britain is in India. Indeed, yeah, absolutely. Uh, even yeah. the education system, sure, the political sure. system. But yeah, coming here, I think the politeness yes. and um, and the communication style and um, uh, the awkwardness, the British mm. awkwardness, has been great. <laughs> um, and I've I've learned to talk a lot about the weather. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We have bus routes, not routes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's... <laughs> and the, we wear the, trousers, not pants. So. Yeah, that's right. The the River Thames, uh, right. for, for about a month, I was calling it Thames. Okay. Right. Everyone's looking at me like... Or okay. uh, I would say, hey, I'm trying to get to Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good. And um, so that you... I. It was kind of a provocative introduction to talk about church planting in every underground because it was a, it was a great thing you said. But I just, you know... Theoretically, obviously, it's it's all it's possible. Yeah. So, what what kind of things would you be doing? To would you be much the same kind of things you've been doing in Stoke Newington and other places? Is is engaging people on the street and trying to get conversations, go through the three circles, and and lead people to faith and establish a church? Is that the that the approach? Yeah. We uh, one of our <coughs> one of our goals is to identify areas where the church is not, mm. where the the gospel is needed, and a church is needed. Yeah. Uh, another one of our of our goals is to partner with churches that are existing. Mm. Um, there's a lot of great churches out there that we can walk beside and help give them capacity in evangelism and discipleship. Mm. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks a lot the same. We go door to door a lot. You do um, okay. serving the community mm-hmm. by praying, and so we do the same. Just knock on a door. So, uh, you say knock on the door and hi, I'm a Christian and yeah, I'm we're f- trying to care for you spiritually. That's right. Yeah, I'm a follower of Jesus. We're mm. spiritually caring for this area today. Yeah, and we think prayer is the best way. Is there a need you have that we could pray for you about? Yeah, um, and looking at that as an entry tool into into mm. a community, um, and then more and more as as people are becoming believers, mm. then they have relationships, mm. and so we walk with them as they begin to share with their friends and family, and so it opens up different networks, relational networks. Right, right, good. Um, and where 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 are you at in terms of? the planting thus far what's 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 been happening and where 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 are the next plans yeah so we we currently have seen 62 stops engaged oh wow um yeah so it's been fantastic Hmm. Um, where there is a church that's that's a solid Hmm. church then we will partner with them Mm -hmm. either to help them plant somewhere else Hmm. um or just partner with them and spur them on encourage them Hmm. and then where there's not will we uh, seek to to start a new church Um, we're also seeing though the gospel go from london back to other countries in the world wow. through locals that are saved here in London. Mm. So we've seen uh, gospel go back to Denmark, to Albania, to Greece, to Iran, and then to several West African countries. Fabulous. And so yeah. we're beginning to look at how do we more <coughs> intentionally get the gospel from London back to some of these mm. unreached countries. Which, of course, is, the, you know, with the book of Acts, a lot of traveling people were the Ethiopian Union, classically, of course, came to faith. To, to the gospel back to Ethiopia, etc. So. Yeah, that's right. It, it seems like the world today is set up much more like the New Testament mm, mm. than maybe it has been the last century, Yeah, where there's people moving at a pretty quick rate. The transience is, mm. uh, is, is pretty fast. Mm. And that presents a challenge to the traditional church model mm. because the traditional church model, it, it needs a core group of people for a long period of time mm. to be sustainable. But when you have people that are moving once a year, once every two years, and that creates a challenge for some mm. of our uh, traditional paradigms that are not bad at all. But uh, I think we need to to think through how do we take advantage of the transient, see that as an opportunity mm. rather than just a barrier 
to to church planting. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to ask you, as a as an American coming to the UK, um, whether there's anything you because when you're in the church scene, you can sometimes miss stuff because you're mm-hmm. so used to it. Whether there's something from the outside coming in that as either you think. If you know, if you could speak to church leaders in the UK, <laughs> what what you might say, and obviously you've got the, the medium of radio, you know, some some church leaders will be listening without washing, wishing to put you on a, a pedestal in any way, but just as an outsider, whether there's any observations. Yeah, I mean, obviously I haven't been here very long, mm. but the main thing um, that I would say is be encouraged. Mm. God's really uh, working here yeah. in this country, and I know that it's been a hard season that there's been a lot of discouragement. But it seems like the more that I'm talking to church leaders and the more that we're out engaging Mm. people, that there's genuinely an openness, spiritual openness here that maybe hasn't been here in the past. So so be encouraged. Mm. And then the second thing I would say is that the gospel is still the power of God unto salvation. Mm. Mm. And that um, secularism and that these other things that seem to be coming against, Mm. um, against the church Ultimately, the gospel is still the power of God unto salvation. Amen. Well, thank you. That's lovely, lovely to have those words. Um, books and resources you found especially helpful along the way. You've, you mentioned the three circles method. Yeah, I think uh, a great, a great Brit, uh, Roland Allen. Oh yes. Uh, he has a book called uh, Missionary Methods, St. Paul's mm. or Ars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is which that's is quite an old book, isn't it? But, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's fascinating to read from mm. his perspective mm. of kind of speaking back into mm. um, the church here in in Britain. Um, so that, that would be a, a mm. book that, that has mean, uh, meant a lot uh, to me. Mm. Um, Steve Addison's podcast, uh, Movements, yeah. and his website, movements.net, has been a really mm. good resource um, for me. Yeah. So those would be two, uh, a book and a podcast that... Mm. Uh, Fabulous. And uh, I don't want to be prying to your future, but uh, do you see yourself here for a few more years, or how's it how's it looking? Yeah, I think so. Um you know, really, we're, we're looking at Western Europe, hmm. like everybody, and saying, hmm. man, what does the future of Western Europe look like? Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think it, se- it seems to me that it might present some really good opportunities for the gospel. Hmm. Um, if there is geopolitical shift or um, whatever happens, it seems like there might be some, some open doors to, to the gospel. So even looking at other cities uh, like Paris and um, how, how can we help um, reproduce what we're doing here hmm. in other places in Western Europe? Yeah, I understand from missionaries in France, there seems to be a, a greater openness in France than there has been for for many years. Certainly in Bible college, when I was at Bible college a few decades back, France was a very tough place. Yeah. Um, and you know, nominal Catholicism, a lot of atheism. But it seems as if the churches, the gospel churches are are strengthened. Yeah, I've, I've heard the same, mm. the same thing, um, which again is very encouraging. Yeah, and yeah. I think... Um, I think help, helping us think through what does a harvest season look like? Mm. Those are kind of strange words here in this context. Mm. Um, but what if a harvest did happen? Um, what does that look like for the church? Yeah, yeah. Fabulous, Jacob. Well, time's defeated us, but it's been fabulous to chat with you. Thank you for uh, your warmth and enthusiasm about what you're doing. Thank uh, you for having me. And uh, privilege to be here. Well, if um, if people wanted to get in touch because they, you know, maybe they've they're in a struggling church around an underground, <laughs> where, how, what would they do? What would be the best way? Yeah, probably the best way would be to email me mm-hmm. at ejboss e j b o s s at gmail dot com. Okay, e e j b o s s at gmail dot com. Yeah, fabulous. Okay, so if you're listening and um, 
you're thinking, yeah, we could use we could use some support and encouragement. You're maybe a struggling little church, and but you know you're quite close to an underground. Uh, who knows? Maybe this this could be a you know we could broker a partnership with you. So thank you, thank yeah, you, Jacob. Absolutely. So thank you for listening to the Legion Far this week. Um, been great to have Jacob Boss uh, along. Uh, you can, of course, go to the Premier Archive, uh, um, the on-demand version at uh, the Premier website, and also other other places like iTunes. We have uh, many, uh, several hundred indeed, uh, past shows where you can uh, just download at your at your leisure. And you may indeed be listening to this because you've uh, you download the show every week, and that's uh, great to have you along. If you're listening live, uh, do join us again next. Uh, Sunday at 3.30 for another Leadership File. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's Word to everyday life. Contact him via email apeck at cwr.org.uk. 